Kelly Olynyk continues to be the thread that holds the fabric together. Let's give him some kudos. Next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked on Jazz for March 22nd. Kelly Olynyk holds the Jazz together, continues to thrive and show all of his value. Taylor Horton Tucker's doing the same. Let's look back at both of those moves and see the consistency by which the Jazz front office has acted all season long. And look at the West and the lottery and what's what is possibly going on in the West as the Jazz are now tied with the Wolves for ninth, 10th. And we'll do a lottery, which will include both the Wolves and the Jazz today before it's all done. Hi, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free on all podcasting apps and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Join the community, hit the uh, follow button, subscribe button, hit the bell on YouTube, all of it. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, Hope you're great. Uh, I did announce on our subtext yesterday that I'm going to hold off for now. Uh, We just kind of decided over the weekend that maybe it's not the right format for me at the right right now. I do love the format. Um, I will admit that. Um, I think it's really great. And um, might revisit it at some point, but uh, we're going to hold off for now. That's why we did a 14-day free trial, so you could kind of, uh, we could all test it out together. Wait one second. Uh, I just wanted to turn up my mic a little bit. So, um, hope everyone's doing great. This just, I was uh snowboard yesterday. Uh, actually was lucky enough to ski with Steve Nyman, who, um, three-time Olympian, I think three-time World Cup winner, just retired after 20-plus years on the U.S. ski team. Um, he waited for me a lot, yes. Um, but I was, it, he's a huge jazz fan. And I was wondering whether my show yesterday actually, like, I think, Sometimes my weakness might be like if there's such an analytical kind of tactical approach. Like the last two games have just been nuts. I mean, not only highly entertaining, which is really what this is all about. And I've always kind of preached this. Like I know everyone, fans all want to win a championship and it would be really cool. It'd be great. Um, But I always have been one who's just a huge fan of this is like a sitcom, right? Like people always ask me, did you watch Breaking Bad? Did you watch The Wire? Did you watch like, you know, Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso I've actually, I actually have watched, but like I never watched it. I watched the NBA. Like that's my, um, that's kind of the, the story of it. I mean, frankly, this is probably an appropriate topic considering the fact that today's show um, is brought to you in part by uh, Ultimate GM. Uh, you ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM, managing your basketball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, visit ultimatebasketball.gm.com and look it up at app stores. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all caps, in the game. So, I mean, my point on that, I did sneak in a sponsor that I forgot, but is like the journey from the start of the year to the end of the year hopefully long is like this eight, seven, eight month journey that we go on with our team and it has ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And, and, and then you get to know the people a little bit 
And I find it that that to me is the most enjoyable. I sure if you win a championship at the end of it, I guess that's the ultimate. And I, and I understand there are fans out there where somehow the the worth of the season is solely based on the self worth you get out of the wins. Like I got it. I, I'm not that guy. Um, I think I understand how hard it is to win a championship. I think I understand how nearly impossible it is. Um, and so I enjoy the journey. And I'm not sure that yesterday I grasped to you all as well enough. Like, oh my gosh, those last two games. Beating Boston, beating Sacramento, just being plus 500, not that it's wins again since the trades. Like, this is craziness. I mean, it's really relatively undefinable. Um, you know, I've run through my theories of why these things have, have happened. My, my theory for a long time, based on Friday point game shows, is just Lowry's way better than anyone realizes. Like... Lowry's way better than anyone realizes. Like, so that, that, okay, well then Lowry didn't play and we beat Sacramento, who then got crushed last night. So, you know, um, there have been there were some real aspects coming into the All-Star break that Sacramento felt like they were about to go this way. And they turned around 111 of 13. Now Boston was rested. They weren't. That matters. Boston wasn't rested against us. We were. That matters. Like, okay. But it's still just remarkable um, how these guys are, are pulling this off um, grabbing these wins, competing at this level every night. I mean, it's a little bit of Will Hardy's I love this team. I hope you do too. Uh, comment. And it's it's pretty great. Um, and, and to watch the growth of the players. And, and that gets me the next thing is, hey, I get it. We're in love with Lowry. We're in love with Walker. We're in love with Ochai. And we all see them having a, this incredible future with us. Let's take a minute about Kelly. Because Kelly's really a pretty special player. And I don't know what his role is going forward. I, I don't know actually what what he's kind of a funky player, and he's been on these really good teams in Boston and Miami. And there might be an aspect of where he's actually better off being on kind of this exact team at 31 years old, where he is able to kind of lead by example and get extra time. He has a non-guaranteed contract next year for $12 million. I don't know under whose control. I have to check. But boy, if that's under our control, let's, let's bring him back. Because he rolls night to night. And in our post-game interview the other night, he said he rolls quarter to quarter and evolves how the team needs him. So going into the game against Sacramento, Kelly Olenek was the leading available scorer for the Jazz with the injuries. And then he went and acted like it. Then he went and acted like it. Like he went out in a way that we haven't necessarily seen out of him. And he went and took 12 shots, which is the most shots he's taken in all but two games since early November or late November. And he was had 10 rebounds. He's had double-digit rebounds both the last two games. He's had as the team evolves and different things are needed, he's turned around and had eight, six, and seven assists the last three games. And this is like all inside of a skill set. And it goes, there's, I've been fortunate to spend a lot of time talking to Kelly this year. And I love to tell this story about Kelly because he just, I think it tells you all you need to know about him. Like the one thing about Kelly, like he had three weddings. This is my favorite story. Kelly had three weddings to the same woman this summer. They got married, but they, if you're going to get married and you have a bunch of financial resources, you might as well do it three times. So they got married, I think, up in Idaho or somewhere close where his wife's from with a family wedding. 
Then they got married in Vegas by an Elvis impersonator because doesn't everybody want to do that at some point in time? And then they went and got married in Napa with their like big bash, everyone wearing their con like their, you know, their hat on backwards and being the Kelly Olenek and big ass party with a shot clock and all the rest of it um, in Napa with all their friends. It's kind of perfect. Right? Anyone who's gotten married actually knows that like the problem with the wedding is that one, it's too big and too expensive, you gotta afford it. Two is that like you're mixing and matching between your parents' friends, your friends, and everything else. And, and uh, so just separate it all. It tells you a little bit of kind of what a free spirit is. Goes through every practice with a hat on backwards. Literally during practice, still wears the hat. Would in a game if he could. And then plays the game. I loved the comment by Will Hardy. He plays the game in an unscoutable manner. There's actually no tendency to his game. He doesn't have an up and under move. He always does. He doesn't have a this. He actually pump fakes almost every time he touches the ball. Every play to him, he's like an artist out there. It's almost like every play to him out there is a is a blank canvas for him to like try to make some artistic play. There probably are some times where he'd be better off just making the natural play. Sure, but that's not who Kelly Olenek is. And if you look at what Kelly's done since we make the trades. So we make the trades on on February 8th. And I thought Will Hardy said, well, like he doesn't mean this critically about Kelly, but Kelly probably likes the fact that guys are out because then he expands his role because he's astute enough that prior to the trade, he understood what his role was, where he fit, how he's supposed to meld in. Since then, he's played 29 minutes a night. Listen to these numbers. This is crazy. He's shooting 52% from the field, 41% from three. He's scoring 14 points, grabbing eight rebounds, and has four assists a game. His plus minus is a plus five. He's got warts. Like, don't misunderstand me. He's like, we cannot defensive rebound when he's on the floor. It's crazy. Um, but when, you know, when he, he does all sorts of other things that are just fabulous. And you can actually see him, like, if you go back to the beginning of the year, he scores 20 in two of our first three games. And he kind of tries to, and he's shooting lights out on the three. And he kind of just tries to figure out wh- where he is. He kind of, he goes up in these 13 shots, five shots, six shots, tries to figure it out throughout. He sprains his ankle. He deals with the ankle sprains for a long time. And now that he's back and healthy and we have a different role for him. He's just been brilliant. And he, he on a team where we opened the year time, but we had nobody who passed the ball. He's like the last, now Chris Dunn probably passes. He's the last and remaining passer. And he sets the tone on how this team plays. It's pretty great. So tip of the hat. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have done this segment like this for our Kelly Olenek tribute today. It's not a flat brim. We'll do that. So I wanted to just make sure we, I got it. We're in love with Walker. We're in love with Ochai. We're in love with Lowry. We should be in love with this whole team, as Will Hardy said. But let's go give Kelly Olenek some serious, serious love uh, for what he's doing. Today's show is brought to you in part by Intercap Lending. Steve Carter over at Intercap. I got to connect someone last week. Makes me happy whenever I get to connect someone from Intercap Lending because to Intercap Lending because Steve Carter is the greatest customer service person on the planet. And so from my standpoint, Locked On is giving back at that point and it's pretty great. Um, and as I talked about yesterday, um, 
really, you guys do an incredible job of supporting our sponsors, and I appreciate it. And this is a case where our sponsor is so great that it's wonderful for me. So Intercap Lending is uh, one of the largest independent lending companies. They're hyper-responsive. They embrace change. The borrower experience is great. And Steve Carter is our own personal loan officer, and it's just one of the best relationships we have. So it's Intercap Lending. You can call Steve at 385-885-28 or just email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. If you're looking for a loan, trying to navigate this world right now, Steve's your guy. We'll set you up with him. Um, Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. Just email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. And I'll set you up with a VIP uh, hookup with Steve. If you don't want to do that, you don't want me to know your business, I totally get it. But then make sure you tell Steve when you call him at 385-885-28, 385-885-28, that you are uh, with Lockdown. Today's show is also brought to you by the single most fun game that is out there right now. It is, it is literally what we all do. It is so fun. It is taking over the NBA channel. Um, it is the mobile game Ultimate Pro G- Basketball GM. Ever dream of becoming an NBA GM, managing your own basketball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, lead your team to glory, hiring the right coaches, assistants, trading players, making picks, navigating your franchise through free agents. So fun. So, Locked On Jazz listeners, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, look into look up your... Look it up in the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Probasketballgm.com. Ultimate GM. Start your dynasty today. Got a little QR code on the YouTube uh, page if you want to hit that as well. Promo code locked on in the game shop gets you 100% uh, boost. That's going to be fun. I tweaked my knee skiing this weekend, so I'm probably going to be playing Ultimate GM uh, for the entire weekend while moping around my house. Not moping because of Ultimate GM. Uh, moping because I tweaked my knee. I don't know what I've done. It's not good. Can't really walk this morning. David is not so happy. Quite honestly, I can't walk very well. Um, I can ski fine. It does not hurt skiing. I know. None of you believe me either. And try this with my wife. I'm sure it's going to go over so, yeah, if I'm in my telemark turn out forward on the front of my knee in, like, the lunge position or maybe even bent forward on downhills, I haven't tried that yet, it actually feels okay. I have very limited range of motion and can't quite, I don't think I can quite, well, I can straighten it. And then every now and then it's giving me, like, hmm, it's not great. Um, I've been dealing with something for a while and I'm, I have a little feeling that in the middle of a turn, I did not, not on a fall, um, but on a turn yesterday, it might have gotten worse. Maybe that little sound I heard and the shot of pain. Um, all right. You don't really care about that, but I, there was zero chance I was getting through the show this morning without sharing that because it's the only thing on my mind right now. Um, and by the way, if you don't think I'm going to, if you really think I'm going to sit out all weekend and not ski, you're crazy. I will, whatever I have wrong, we'll find out. I was, the plan was, Check it in late April. Um, I don't think I'm making it to late April without getting checked. All right. Um, here's the other thing about the Kelly Olenek trade and also about the Taylor Horton Tucker trade and a little bit about the Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Nikhil Alexander-Walker trades. I actually feel like 
I know there's like some indecision on jazz fans of like, should we be tanking? Should we be going for playing? Like, like just enjoy it, like because it's crazy, and I get it. Like I'm, I'm with everyone on this. Everyone who walks talks to me like I got it. Like I looked at the schedule like ten games ago and was like, oh, we're gonna if we lose twenty three of our next twenty seven, like we go to the fifth pick and like, okay, it was a great season, and we're not doing it. We didn't do it. Um, if you actually look at kind of the three, so we make the Donovan and the Rudy trades, which are. You know, trading at peak value are two best players on the decision that that team did not have have it. That decision, by the way, like if you just want to have a really good debate amongst your friends, I think everyone agrees with also, I think there's also a level on this. This is, and I'm now a little bit off course here, that you got offered so much you had no choice, right? Okay. I think there's actually a level to that. Like the Minnesota trade came in and at such a level that you had to take it, you're negligent if you don't. And then that leads you to making the Donovan trade where you also got a ton of stuff, Lowry Markin and Ochai Abaji, namely, and you're probably good, frankly, on that trade. Lowry Markin and Ochai Abaji for Donovan Mitchell is probably a fair trade. And now we got three more picks coming. And a pick swap. Um, so both those deals are like, you have to make them. There is a part of me, honestly, is I, I'm not going to lie, that... Like, Oklahoma City goes and beats the Clippers last night when the Clippers are supposed to be clicking in to be ready to go. And they're just, they just haven't clicked yet. And Denver suddenly doesn't seem right. And Memphis has their issues. There is a part of me that wonders, like, gosh, couldn't have we just, like, found a way to hold this thing together for another year? And, like, maybe it was just with Will Hardy as head coach instead of Quinn Snyder. I don't, and win this thing? Like, it does, like, now... You also would then have not had any of these pieces for the future and you'd be starting in a totally different spot. So it makes sense. And what my point on, so I just think that's like, if you guys want a fun discussion amongst yourselves, like I think that's a fun discussion. That's what we do. That's the ultimate GM part of this. Like have that discussion. It's fun. Um, There's no answer. There's no right. I mean, there's probably two right answers or actually what we've done is a right answer. The other one's probably a wrong answer. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, The other one's probably a wrong answer, but would be an interesting answer. Um, what we've done since then, I think is worth kind of looking at because the trades have actually all been consistent and none of them have been tanks. And so when I actually hear, it was like, well, I thought we were tanking. Actually, there's been nothing about what our front office has done. That's been a tank. So the Kelly Olenek, Boyan Bogdanovich trade, where we didn't get a first round for pick for Boyan. Everyone's furious. Detroit didn't go get a first round pick for Boyan. At the trade deadline either. So maybe when people say there was not a first-round pick available for Boyan, there was not a first-round pick available for Boyan. And what the Jazz did there is they actually saved $7 million. They opened up playing time for Lowry Markkinen. And they got Kelly Olenek, who we just talked about has been like vital. Without Kelly Olenek to start this year, oh my gosh, we probably really are terrible. And if we were in the tank, then we just don't get Kelly Olenek. But adding Kelly Olenek is adding a player that actually allows you to play basketball. Without Kelly Olenek to start the year, I don't know that we could have played basketball. Like, if you go look at our starting lineup, if we had started the year with a lineup of Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Jared Vanderbilt, Lowry Markkinen, and I i guess Walker Kessler starts right out of the shoot, pretty tough on him. My guess is it might have been a Doka Azabuke, or at that point we're playing Kelly Olenek as a center and we're trying to play Malik Beasley, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson. 
or we're trying to play Colin Sexton there, and now we're not uniquely big either. Like I think it would, and and we have no ball movers other than Mike. Like I think that would have been ugly. Like you, so I actually think Kelly Olynyk was trade was one to save seven million dollars, and two was to get vi- just to be viable. The next trade we made was we traded Patrick Beverly for Taylor Horton Tucker, just kind of a crazy trade. Because Taylor Horton Tucker is younger than Ochai Abaji. So we traded Patrick Beverly, who we had no interest in having in any way, shape, or form, for and and got Taylor Horton Tucker. It was actually we made the Taylor Horton Tucker trade first on August 25th. All right, that trade is to acquire talent and get better. Again, could have done something else. But we wanted that $11 million contract of Taylor Horton Tucker because there were people in our organization who believed that he had a skill set that hadn't been tapped yet. Um, by the way, the, the Taylor Horton Tucker trade actually happens before the Donovan Mitchell trade, just if we're being completely chronologically correct. There's actually you know a full month between Rudy and Donovan. Then if you look at our trade deadline trade, where we trade Mike Conley, which was the piece Minnesota needed, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. By trading Jared Vanderbilt, we open up playing time for Walker Kessler. Like, okay, this is now Walker Kessler. He's playing 30-whatever minutes a night. This is his role. This is his team. This is. We also open up, with Malik Beasley being traded, time for Ochai Apaji. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I think, just had to be added. And Mike Conley was the piece that had to go, right? Like, that's... And it wasn't... But I'm not, I'm not also about to sit here and tell you that we traded Mike Conley to open up time for Taylor Horton Tucker to play point guard. That was not. I don't think that was. I think that's been an unintended consequence that's been great. But it, to me, it's interesting that if you actually look at the kind of the two or three moves since the Rudy Gobert trade, other than the Donovan Mitchell trade, they're all in the same ilk. Like they're actually open up playing time, open up opportunity, development for the future, pieces for the future. None of it was ever about, like, let's destroy the franchise this year so that we win 17 games like Detroit, San Antonio, and Houston. And to me, that's noticeable. Did anyone think that after we made those trades, we'd turn around and go 500? And I think the answer is probably no. Right? We were 27 and 28 the days of the trade. We're now 35 and 36. We're trade. So if you actually include the Minnesota game, which I've just kind of never included in my data, I thought that was the shell shock night. We were 27 and 29, and we're now 8 and eight and 7 since the Minnesota game. I, sure, we didn't see it, but I don't think we also, I don't think there was anything going on where we thought we were going to be 4 and 11 either. I thought there was a chance without Mike Conley, and guys have stepped up and been really masterful. But I do think if you kind of look what the franchise has done, it's been pretty consistent. You can decide whether you think that's right or wrong. Like you can actually, right, there's three great debates here. One is, I would have rather had us just completely undo it and win 15 games and go get in the victor sweepstakes and understand that the third pick is better than the sixth pick and the sixth pick is better than the twelfth pick. The other one is like the discussion I brought up, which is, as the West just flounders right now, is there any way you could have just adjusted around the edges and held that core together for another year and let them go at it and see whether or not they would have been able to do it? I think the answer probably is that that might have, you know, that might have been rotten. And you push it one extra year and you really make a mistake. But they're good discussions, frankly. They're fun. That's what this is all about. It's why you play that fun Ultimate Jam, right? This is like what it's all about. Um, so anyway, I just, I thought that that's at least consistent. Um, Talon's really done a neat job. That's a 
that's a fun story as well. And and night to night, right? He was brilliant the other night and he wasn't as good. And then Chris Dunn was good. Like these are, these are the fun things for you. Today's edition of Locked On is brought to you in part by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Locked On, America's number one sportsbook FanDuel. Gets you the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 with the tournament heating up. Sweet 16 going on this weekend, starting t- tomorrow. The bonus bets are back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you get to bet on everything from the money line to points scored to threes drained. You can do the core stuff like spreads, totals. You can do player props, rebounds. You can have some fun too, like more exclusive bets, like two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. I wouldn't do that in college. Uh, FanDuel even lets combine your bets with a chance for a bigger payout the same day parlay. So don't miss... Your chance to get your no sweat first bet $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sports book betting partner of Locked On, as well as the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, what about locked on NBA big board? Leaf Tulin with some really interesting comments about one of the draft prospects he saw in Denver that he didn't like, and he's going to have a hard time washing the what he saw out of his mind. So interesting. Love those. Love, love that show because they just don't play chalk. All right, last night, Oklahoma City beat the Clippers. 101-100 in a surprise. And New Orleans crushed San Antonio last night. Um... We'll see if New Orleans, Brandon Ingram had 32. So those are the games with West impact. So here's where we sit tonight. Denver's one, Memphis is two. Those are getting pretty solid. Sacramento lost last night to Boston. So the top three are set. It's going to be Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, maybe in that order. We don't have that much left, right? we got 11 left. Phoenix is hovering at four, and they're five and five in their last 10. The Clippers are at five. They're five and five in their last 10. A game behind Phoenix. And Golden State is at 6, at 37-36. They've won 4 of their last 10. Oklahoma City's won 8 of their last 10. They've won 2 in a row. They are now 7th. And they are a half game out of 6th. Crazy. Dallas, who's won 4 of their last 10, have never gelled yet, are at 500. Minnesota's a half game behind. They're 5 of their last 10. And we're 5 of our last 10. So nobody's running away. We are now, if we started today, we would play Minnesota, ironically, for the 9-10. We would end up with the lottery odds of the loser. We'll do tank a thons simulation here in a second. And we actually have both Minnesota, the Jazz, in, the, in it today. Um, the Lakers are a game back, or a half game back, and now the Pelicans are a half game back. I, I don't know who we're rooting for night to night, but let's try it. I think you have to try to start separating who you think goes in which direction. So Golden State's playing Dallas tonight. I think we're rooting for Golden State. Like you just have to decide like, okay, I think Golden State's going to win more. Dallas has a chance to fall back. I think. Atlanta's at Minnesota. We're rooting for Quinn Snyder in Atlanta tonight to upset Minnesota. Utah's at Portland. We're rooting for Utah. And Phoenix, we're rooting to beat the Lakers. I think. It's nutty. But I think that's how we're rooting tonight. We're rooting for Phoenix to beat the Lakers because Phoenix is at four and you let them stay up there. They're not going to come all the way down. Um, Though, frankly, it's only three games. And the Lakers are behind us, so we want that. 
And I think you decide between Golden State and Dallas, who are literally separated by a half game, so it's hard to tell. Which of those two teams do you think is most likely to get hot the rest of the way? And which of those which of those two teams are most likely to fall apart? I guess Dallas is most likely to fall apart, so I'm rooting for Golden State to beat Dallas. There's, I mean, that's the logic. It's kind of crazy. All right, let's do our draft simulation. Utah is sitting at 13 and 14 right now with a combined 7.2 chance to get in the top four and a 1.5 chance to get in number one. And then we're sitting at 28 on the Philadelphia pick. Here we go. The number one pick of the draft goes to the Indiana Pacers. Victor Wemanyama combines with their young Tyrese Halliburton. Number two pick of the draft to the Houston Rockets. The number three pick of the draft goes to the Toronto Raptors. Both those two teams pop seven spots, Indiana and Toronto. San Antonio, four. Detroit, five. Charlotte, six. Orlando, seven. Portland, eight. Washington, nine. Chicago's pick goes to Orlando at 10. Lakers' pick goes to New Orleans at 11. New Orleans' pick goes, or Lakers' pick goes to New Orleans and vice versa at 11 and 12. And the Jazz and Minnesota go 13, 14. All right, so we finish with 13, 14, and 28. It is interesting to do this every day and see how rarely the teams that have tanked end up with the top picks. That is Locked on Jazz today. I hope you have a great one. Jazz Blazers today. Dame is playing. Simons and Grant are not playing. Blazers have not won in a while. It'll be interesting to watch this one. See if the Jazz can go get back to 500 on the season. Truly remarkable. And we need six wins the rest of the way. This is one of them we're going to have to get. See you.